sometimes plain and simply, they don't want to do it because they don't want to put in the effort and work. If you have a point of view, if you have an opinion, say it, even 90% of the people. We give credit and we inflate people who really are not even deserving so much of it. Welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with Vault Hill, Arabian Business and Najahi Events. On today's episode, social media superstar Jennifer Cohen, let me tell you a bit about her. She's an entrepreneur, she's a best-selling author, brand strategist, she's an international speaker, podcaster and an educator and she's got a killer podcast. She focuses on building healthy habits to drive positive change and inspires people to achieve their biggest dreams through being bold, you know, taking action. As the former personal trainer to Brittany Spears, she's a personal trainer to Christina Aguilera, okay, and other Hollywood superstars and Olympic athletes. You're going to enjoy this one. It was a straight-talking, hard-hitting, direct type of episode. So get stuck into this. Cue the music. Vault Hill is the world's first human-centric metaverse that's opened its doors for brands and entities to launch their presence in the metaverse in only 48 hours. This is the fastest activation ever and the first time ever any metaverse has offered this. Upon this activation process, brands will receive free virtual land in Vault Hill City and can give life to their metaverse presence by buying buildings in the Vault Hill marketplace and deploy it on their dedicated V-Land. Then brands can customize their land using unbounded creativity. They can display their own NFTs or upload different media, logos, or digital creations to start to capitalize from their digital assets. Go check out vaulthill.io. And lastly, thank you to Najahi Events, who have been sponsoring us now on the podcast for over a year. Najahi bring motivational speakers to the region to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to achieve better success and live a better life. We give credit and we inflate people who really are non not even deserving so much of it. And people like this who are in the background and the shadows really doing the work in a real way that in, 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 a, in really important ways that are for humanity, right? Get completely just left behind. Like not, no one even notices, no one even knows, not like they care because a lot of the people like I find who actually are doing all of this stuff, they don't, they're not doing it for the recognition. They're not doing it to get like a pat on the back. They're doing it because they actually genuinely, authentically want to do it. What, what happens in my experience is the following. We go out there and we try and pursue our careers mm -hmm. and make our yeah. money and all that stuff that we think money needs to buy us. And, and, and like there's a measurement of success and it, you know, in the early years, it's your car and your house, all that kind of stuff and your jewelry you wear. What I've learned is once you get to the point of two, two things happen. Once you become financially independent, that's one point. Mm -hmm. But the second point is a stage in your life. And I think I'm 52. So it's around this kind of age, the last five, maybe five or six years where things don't have the same meaning that they had before. Right. You know, um, what label is on your jeans mattered but doesn't what what you wore mattered but doesn't and what you start to see it really start to see in your life is like why did why did this hold significance mm -hmm. why did this have have value why did i need you to see i had a diamond encrusted rolex why do i need you to see that you know, we went for dinner. Why did I put that on? Why did I need you to see that? Why did I need you to see that I've got a Fendi handbag or whatever it might be? What, what, what's, hold on, why? And you don't ask that question when you're younger. You right. go, yeah, it looks nice. I'm great. I've got my da 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 da, -da. I'm looking a million dollars tonight. whoop de doo right. I've got my blooming, you know, my Gucci trainers or whatever it might be. Yeah, all that stuff. And it matters. But then you get to a point. And I, I, my, my wife comes from Uzbekistan. And Uzbekistan was part of the Soviet Union. She's Armenian, but she's educated overseas. She, she speaks six languages. She's a bright lady. She comes from a very, very wealthy family. When the Soviet Union collapsed, they, they, these people knew that wearing their wealth would demonstrate something. So the designer brands, you know, the really luxury ones, mm -hmm. the Louis and the, and the Hermes, this mattered, you know. If you had a Birkin bag, you were a somebody. If you didn't, you were a nobody, right, almost, right. yeah? exactly. So that, that kind of stuff mattered. And I get to this point in my life and I'm like, why, does, why do I, 
I fight against it. It's like we go out for dinner. This is exactly what happens. We've got some lovely friends, generally very wealthy people do well for themselves. I look through my wardrobe to find the cheapest stuff I can put on. And I try and convince, I can't, I've never told this out loud. The fact I'm sitting telling you this, you'll do me for this. So Adidas make trainers called Ultra Boost. Okay. They're super comfy. They're about 120 bucks a pair. It's not like they're fancy. Okay. But they make them in different colors. So I went out and I bought myself one night, I bought myself a pair of kind of olive colored jeans. Okay. Only because I knew they made an olive colored pair of Ultra Boost. And I knew I could get away without having to wear anything fancy. As long as I can convince my wife that I looked good. Right, right, okay? right, right, right. The, the logo and the branding all became irrelevant. She goes, oh, yeah, those olive trainers look good with those olive jeans. Oh, yeah, that's really good, you know. And so I actively pursue a way of dressing down rather than dressing up. Whereas at 40 years old, I'd be like, I'd be the guy in the club and spraying the champagne and bling, bling, bling. And I need the Ferraris and Lamborghinis and yada, yada, yada. I don't anymore. And then all of a sudden you get exposed to what I was exposed to with Maria. Right. And, and that's what that's what shifted you? You feel like an idiot. Well, that's what I, well, first you of all. You feel like an idiot. And I'll tell you why you feel like an idiot. Because if you go anywhere, when I when you're exposed to what I've been exposed to, you go anywhere and you go into a Louis Vuitton store and the price of a handbag is $10,000, your brain immediately goes, what could they use $10,000 for? And do I really need this? And you don't. But that $10,000, that's food for a year for that whole group of girls. Oh, easily. That, in Dubai, it's expensive in Dubai, way more expensive than here. That's food for, right. Uh, and it's just like, all of a sudden you go, what the fuck? It's like, that's so irrelevant. This matters. And as you get older, you start to think about what really matters and, and you care about relationships more. And you look back and, you know, you bought friendships when you were younger and, you, you know, the things that you did with money that just weren't sincere. And you, you just realize that you're a fool. Well, I think, yes, I, I, this is I don't think I think it depends on like what your background is and what your social how you grew up. Right. Your socioeconomic background, how your family was, because I don't think ever, I, I was never someone who cared about fashion or clothing. It wasn't where my interest was. Usually I find that I'm going to ask you that people who, when they do have that, that, that need to show off, I'm going to just you for, you know, for, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Say it that way. Stay it straight. Show off. Um, it's because there's something else lacking inside of them, right? Like they feel, and they have to like overcompensate for something that they were lacking or they feel that they lack. So therefore, that's like an easy thing to kind of like use, right? Because it's like very superficial, easy material. But maybe as they evolve and grow and like they've already, maybe they've proven something to themselves already. That's when, when they have a life shift or a change like you did with Maria. That's when they realize the, like the lack of importance that stuff really I get has. it. I get it and I agree with it partially, but I think that most people, whether it's the the 23 year old guy buying the fancy car on yes, leasing the payments like that, or, sure. or, or the girl buying the handbag or whatever it might be, I don't think they're buying it for them. Uh, I, of course they're, not. they're buying it for everybody else. For everybody else. Yeah. And so you buy these things for everybody else, and then you realize as we get older, it's like, who are these people we were trying to do this for? Right. Like, nobody, and no one even cares. No one's even looking, like, no one, everyone is so concerned and preoccupied with themselves. No one's even looking at what you're doing. But we are, human nature thinks that people actually care way more than actually people really do. I think that let's talk about your story for a minute, because this could be a whole episode on me and what my interpretation no, I love, is. I love what you were telling me before we even started this. I think it was it's fascinating. I, I think that I think that kindness is really undervalued. And I think if if we all, all of us just were kind to one person, every day, the world would be a lot better than it already is. So I think that's right. And I also think it's funny that you said that today, because I was thinking about this actual thing this morning, is that when we were, when, so what you're saying with you, you had that feeling of you wanted to like show off the, mm -hmm. you know, all this material stuff that you had. And I'm like, oh, I really never cared about that. But what 
I thought was really important. Not, I didn't think this was not like consciously, but you would, but it was more, it was very subconsciously that like, it, especially because I'm a girl and I wanted to, I, I, to be successful in a man's world, you would think that like the tougher you seem, the tougher you come across, the more like bitchy that you you are. It's like it plays to your advantage in a way. And I realized like over time that like I don't really, that to me is like such a it's 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 the opposite, right? Like if someone says to me you're you like you're kind, you're sweet, you're nice, that that is so much more important value to me than it, what it used to be, right? Like oh you're a badass, you know you're a bad bitch, you know like all that kind of sh like stuff that we we, we would yeah, say yeah. in that world like you're a boss, you know yeah, girl yeah, yeah. boss, <laughs> like those things to me are such a turnoff. And when people talk like that, like I cringe because it's like, it's so uncomfortable even to like hear it, but we were, con we're conditioned to think that that's like the, that's cool. That, that means that you're in control, you're in demand, blah, blah, blah. And like, like I said, now, if someone just says, you know, you're really sweet, you're really nice, or thank you for doing that. Like it goes so much further. And like, there, there was a, there was a guy that was on the podcast on Monday, a guy called Randy Kaplan. And I know Randy Kaplan, okay. Randall Kaplan. Randall, yeah. Oh my God, he's a, the guy who did the the beaches. Yeah. Oh my God, that is. How did he end up on this podcast? So because we have mutual friends. Okay. Anyway, so so, so edit that part out. Okay. Okay. So, so Randy was on the show. It was nice to talk to him. And today at the hotel, yeah, a, a gift arrived. He's very good on that. Yep. And it was a pair of these. Not did these. He send not them these to ones. You? Not these ones, but the same similar ones. Okay, different color. Okay, because while we were talking, he said he said to me, do you like those? And I'm like, yeah, I do. He said, what size are you? And I didn't even think about it. And today, a pair turned up for me with a note from him saying, I just want to say thank you because I really enjoyed the experience. I love talking to you and I'm really grateful you gave me your time and allowed me to talk on your platform. That is so classy. I'm part of a men's, a, like, a men's networking group here in LA called Metal. Okay. Okay. M-E-T? Media, Entertainment, Technology, Arts and Leaders. Okay. Metal. Uh, okay. Metal. And it's run by a guy called Ken Rakowski and, and, and Will Henshaw. And I met Ken in Dubai. And so Ken obviously has a community and he's, you know what networkers are? Of course. I hate networkers. I hate networking and I hate networkers. Well, Randy's a constant okay. networker. Yeah, That's why. But I don't like networking. What Ken does, Ken's a connector. So Ken will, he'll meet you. And Isn't that the same thing? No, absolutely not. Wildly different. Okay, what is the difference in your brain uh -huh. to a connector and a uh, and a networker? Okay, so a networker typically goes to a networking event to prospect. Mm, okay. That's what a networker generally does. They say they're networking, but actually they're prospecting. They're going to talk to 10 people in the room during the course of the evening with their cheese and wine and find someone they can land on, okay, that they might be able to do some form of something with. Okay. Okay, I call that prospecting. Yeah. That's not networking. Network so prospecting and, can, and networking are, syn are synonymous, basically. Mm, two different things yeah. to me. Okay, networking, in my mind, is when you go to an event and your job is to build relationships with people for no other reason, okay, than to get to know people better. Okay, that's networking. Okay. Then there's connecting. So Ken Rakowski is a serial connector. So he'll meet you and he'll be thinking in his brain, who can I introduce her to? Now that can be dangerous because you could end up being introduced to people that actually want something from you rather than it being mutual. It's not what he does. He finds people that could benefit each other and says, you guys should talk to each other. But he doesn't do it every now and then, he does it obsessively. And I, I've never met anyone that does it obsessively like he does. Really? And so, okay. and so he said to me, when I, when I first met him, he said, come and join Meta. And he told me all about it. I said, yeah, I'd love to. He said, rules, no politics, no religion. I'm like, fine. He said, and you do not try and sell anybody anything. It kind of sounds like YPO a little bit. Do you know what YPO is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's for older guys. YPO so, is no metal. Metal's for older is guys. Is metal like if YPO you age out at fifty, right? And it's called YPO Gold. Yeah. Is that the same as metal YPO metal, or is that like the it's, next? It's, 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 no, it's a completely different thing. Okay. But, it's, but it's, it used to be a hiking group here in LA. Basically, it was a bunch of guys that used to go hiking. Oh, okay. okay. And, and how do you get into metal? Well, it's it's men only. Okay. 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 I can't get in, obviously. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. Um, and you have to be invited in. And it went online because of COVID. Okay. And that's how it expanded out of LA across the States and across the world. So, so it's, how long has it been around? 
10, 15 years. Oh, a while. Yeah. So how did you get involved with it? So Ken, who's the, the Ken, founder. He yes, and, the connector. I, I met him in... So I walked into somebody's house in Dubai. Okay. A friend of mine, Sarah. I walked in. She went, hey, Spence, this is Ken and Sandy. I'm like, nice to meet you. He went, what's your superpower? And I looked at him. I was like, excuse me? And I'm English, remember? We're yeah. not like you Americans that high-five <laughs> the blue and open in an envelope. You're like, woo, yeah, right, yeah, right, you right, do, yeah. Right, right, We're quite conservative. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what's your superpower? And I'm like, I haven't got a clue what my superpower is. He's like, come on, you must have a superpower. I'm like, mate, I don't. I've got two beautiful daughters. He's like, shut up, everyone's got kids. I was like, I've got a relatively successful podcast. Ah, oh, shut up, everyone's got a podcast. He's like, what makes you cool? And I sat there and I didn't have anything to say. And my friend Sarah said, Spencer, you're making a documentary on human trafficking, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And Ken went, that makes you cool. And in that moment, we connected and then started to spend time with each other. And, and he taught me a lot. And he's introduced me to loads of amazing people, just like Bo has as well. And Where does he live, Ken, now? Does he live in Ken, L.A.? Between Phoenix, um, Dubai and Bali. Oh, okay, wait. Phoenix, Dubai and where? Bali. Bali? Ba Bali, yeah. Barley? Indonesia, B A L. -I. Oh my gosh. So, okay, so he lives. Okay, so then that's how you got into this metal program, this yeah. metal thing. Yeah. And then Randy is part of metal too? So, Ra Ran no, Ra Randy came from you, yeah? So, Randy came from Bo. So, metal has uh, all of the guests this week are from Bo and from metal. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, right. Okay, so you've, really, you've known so, Randy for a while. So okay. he's known Randy for a while. I have, okay. I have no idea how you even know him, but that's a whole other story. But again, Randy has a podcast and, and it's the same thing. You know, I, ch I chatted to Randy, he was on the show and I'm like, man, maybe you're not thinking about it the right way. Go and look at all of the guests I've had on my show. Tell, give me a list of them and I'll introduce you so that you can get them on your show. He's like, you do that for me? And I'm like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't mean anything to me. He's like, but you'd do that for me? And I'm like, of course, I'll help you in any way I can if I can help. Yeah. And it says that when you, when you behave like that towards people, and what you find in most parts of the world, LA, just the same as anywhere else, is there's a lot of insincere people full of shit, yeah? Yes. They talk a great game, but deliver, you know, we say they, 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 they promise the world, they deliver an atlas. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I never heard that, but that's really good. I'm going to take that line. You, you have it. That's it's yours. Amazing. It's yours. I love it. And so you have a lot of these people that, that, that there's a lot of insincerity around what they're going to do. Yeah. But, but if you try and help people, you only have to try and help somebody once. And for the, even if you don't work, it doesn't work out, but they know that you've tried to help them. You have a mutual connection with that person that, that is almost evergreen. Mm -hmm. And anytime you touch base, you'll try. Now, if you promise to do something for somebody and you let them down because you couldn't be bothered and you're full of shit, then invariably you fraction the relationship, don't you? Mm -hmm. To a point where it's then awkward the next time you see Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I talk about this a lot in okay. my life. I so, agree with you 100%. It takes very little to put a little effort into anything, yeah. right? So they, they, let's little. take what we talked about earlier about Maria. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, oh man, she'd be great for... I will introduce you to Maria. If you fuck it up, it will it will it will it's make it awkward between me and you. Yeah, yeah. But it's time. also on me. It's not your fault. No, but right? it becomes awkward, and that shouldn't be the way. But the way that you reacted, I really want to introduce you to Maria. Yeah, and yeah. So, no, I I understand. But you have to be careful with that, right? Because you may have really great intentions and have and and you may be coming from a great place, but maybe this is because um, I'm jaded a little bit, but. That's okay. Like I, I'm, I'm like you very much. Like my whole life has been like that. I've always just, and I've never called it paid it forward, but I will always help anybody who asks for help or my brain works in a way that when I'm talking to somebody, I kind of feel like your friend Ken. I'm always thinking about how this person can help that person and that person can help this person. It's just part of like my DNA and my chemistry. Okay, so this is where I'm a little bit different. And this might be a bit unusual for my audience to listen to. I don't like it when people ask me for help. You don't like it? I feel uncomfortable for, because I feel obligated. And maybe my default to that is to want to try and help first before they ask, so I don't get that feeling of, oh, yeah, you, well, you want something from me. That's good psychological insight and self-awareness on your behalf for mm. yourself. So you're like beating them to the punch before you get turned off by the person by saying to them, hey, let me help you with this. So then you're not going to be 
But you've been like, to you've been to loads of events, and at those events, they know your face, you know your name. You might have spoken on a stage, just like I have. You come off, and everybody's got a question. You know, I've got this business, and can you help me with that? And da 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 da. And can yeah, you I don't like that type you know? of thing either. I, and that drives me nuts. You know, and I get DMs come through saying, "Now this is my business. I could really do with some advice." Yada yada yada. I'm like, go away. Okay, I, I don't want to deal with you. Okay, well, that's it, overwhelming yeah, too. If you if you want my services, okay. Then let me send you an invoice for my time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you want my services, this is my fee. That's Gladly help you if you want my. I'm not going to sit and spend my time. But if I can see a way of trying to help somebody, so your 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 absolute body language was bang on point for me when we talked before the cameras went on. Okay. What I told you, it, all of a sudden there was like this light bulb above your head. I could see your aura, your energy went up, and I'm like, you need to meet Maria. It was just instinctive for me. So I want to make that happen. If you'd have said to me afterwards, oh, you know, I'd like to get her as a guest on my show, da-da-da-da-da, it then just feels a little bit like I'm doing you a favour. It's, well, it's also it also feels very contrived and like you're doing me a favour. But what I was going to say before you interjected was Sorry. that it's okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> it, 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 anyway, YouTube listeners yeah. and viewers. <laughs> well, well, now I, I, for, I kind of forgot what I was going to say a little bit, but I'm going to try to like, I'm, I'm going to try to like get back. I'm going to try to like reverse back there was that um, it takes very little. I said to give someone a little bit of effort to your point. Yeah. People are barraging you with questions and help. That's not the same thing as like having a conversation with somebody and you have a general, you have like a, you're connected in some way or they genuinely need your help. And they're not like, this is what I was going to say. Most people's intentions are more like, how you would describe them earlier as networkers, prospectors, prospectors yeah. right? Not people who are are looking to mutually help or because they gen generally need like a leg up. The people I love to help, and it like happens all the time, is that like they a are leading with, a, they're, they're giving me a reason for why I would want to help them. They're not just like, hey, can you help me? Blah, you know. And they genuinely need my help. You know, like I'm more apt to help somebody who is in a, in a circumstance where they need my help versus somebody who actually is just like that person who's just going to see how much they can get out of me, how much they're going to get out of you. And it's like kind of like uh, an, someone who's just kind of sucking everything out of somebody all the time. Have you seen the videos on YouTube or social media where there's these guys that go around and they they clean up people's front and backyards, they mow their lawns, they no. cut their hedges? Okay, so the, the guy goes to a house, he looks at the front of the house and he's like, gee, man, look <laughs> at the state of this, yeah? He goes up to the front door, he says, look, I make YouTube videos. I'd love to clean up your driveway, your yard, clean up your garden for free. All right. I don't want anything from you. I make these videos. The payment is me making a video. I get to do it. And so he convinces people to do it. And what you see is this video then of this guy that's doing a good deed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is a brilliant prospecting tool because once those people brilliant. see that finished garden and how it looks, you bet your bottom dollar, the majority of them are going to say, can you come back once a month and make sure this is nice? It's a prospecting tool. If I came to your house as a young kid washing cars and I said, hey, can I wash your car five bucks? You'd be like, mm. if I said to you, can I wash your car? It's a bit dirty. I do it for free because I want, I don't want your car to look nice on the driveway. And you go, go on then. If I do a great job, I bet, I bet if I come 100%, back a week later. 100% I would give that guy the business every time I would hire him. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Last, a few days ago, okay, actually I'm going to back up a bit. And if it gets too long, you can just cut it, okay? Um, I was out for dinner with my friend. This was like now three months ago. We run into her neighbor. Her neighbor has a kid who's like 11, who started a car washing business, right? And who washes my, my friend's car. And then the dad says to me, you have to hire my kid and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know who your kid is, whatever. My kid's nine. He also has, in my head, I'm like, my kid has the same business as your kid. I'm not hiring your kid, right? But I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was polite. I'm like, sure, you know, like what you do. And then I went, we, you know, basically the, the, the neighbor left and me and my friend continued our dinner. Cut to a week ago or like not even five days ago, this kid calls me. This 11-year-old kid calls me because my neighbor, his neighbor, my friend is in Italy and he noticed that her door's wide open. And so he was concerned. So she had my, he had my number uh -huh. because my friend gave him my number a long time ago to, to wash the car. Okay. Right. So he called me because like, I, he's like, I know you don't, you probably don't remember me. I'm the car washer, the 11 year old, blah, blah, blah. Uh, your Amanda's her name. 
her, you know, their their house, their their doors open. I know they're away. What should we do? I don't know. Do you know if he, they're back on early? I don't know. The guy ends up, this little kid calls the police, gets the police to come check the house. And so now the, he calls me again. The police are on the phone with me. He went through all this trouble because this little kid was concerned that they were being robbed because they were out of town. Yeah. So because... I was like, oh, my God, this kid is so special. And he went above and beyond to, like, do the right thing. I was so, like, I was, like, so, like, thrilled by this kid. I'm like, kid, what's your name again? And he tells me his name. I'm like, I want you to come to my house on Sunday. I want you to wash my car. Not only are you going to wash my car, you're going to wash my husband's car. And I'm going to call three friends, and you're going to wash their cars, too. And he came on Sunday at the time he said, and now he has four of my friends. He's washing their car all week. And because, like, it, you, he proved himself in, a, in an ancillary, completely non- not another way that now you're 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 driven to want to help somebody who has shown you that they deserve help because they are doing good deeds. They're like doing the work. They're going above and beyond in other areas, not necessarily that one myopic area that he wanted. Do you know what I mean? It's just this is like real one oh one of business type stuff. Imagine if you and I went for dinner tonight. Yeah, I said, come on, let's go and get some food, and we go for dinner somewhere that you've never been before. This is not my town; it's your town, but right. you've never been. Right, right, right. And we walk in there. We have a great conversation. The food's really good. We leave after a couple of hours, and as we get the check, the guy goes, "You know what, you guys? It's been great watching you talk. This is on us." Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. And we and I'm like, I'll be like, no, no, let, let, hey, no, no, honestly, this is on us. We wanted you to have a great experience. Now, you and I would walk out of there going back to our cars going, wow. Yeah. Now I get on a plane, go back to Dubai. Okay. You're in, you're in LA. Yeah. Okay. I bet you're going back there at some point. 100. And okay. I would tell, I would tell all my tell friends. All and I'm in back, and I'll be making content about it in Dubai going, do you know what happened to us? Exactly. It was, and it won't be, we went into a restaurant. It's like, we went into this restaurant and this name and the owner's name is this. And, and when this, you go to LA, you must go see this place. And you say it with like jet, like, like you're sincerity, saying it yeah. in, exactly in, with sincerity and passion and enthusiasm that it's the enthusiasm that sells the story and sells that restaurant and that kind of like that kind of authentic and enthusiasm you can't manufacture and mm -hmm. that's what kind of that's the kind of thing that actually converts into like actual business for that company for that business versus if we were just like yeah I went to this restaurant we had a steak and you had a piece of chicken and it was good mm -hmm. anyway next topic right that restaurant now stands out but like that to me is a lesson in business 101 mm -hmm. you know always shock and surprise and do something that's otherwise obviously not expected of you, but also like, you know, like give something away. Like how often do you go to a place and they like nickel and dime you on like, you know, they're charging you for extra like salad dressing or a refill of your iced tea. I wouldn't, I never want to go back to that place again. Right. Because they don't make, you feel but, 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 bad. But, but there's some people and companies that kind of have a half-baked attempt at doing this. So I'll give personal trainers a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. You know, a bit of a kick here. So personal trainers will say, come and have a session for free. Right. Yeah. But that person goes to that session for free, doesn't actually get a huge amount out of it. Okay, they've had a bit of a workout. They've got to know the person a little <laughs> bit, yeah? But how about that session's free, but then, hey, I've created a meal plan for you, so I want you to take that, choose that food. There's three companies that do food delivery, but you can make it yourself. This is what I've thought through. Okay, I did a BMI test for you as well. I just want to make sure you've got that. You don't need me. I want you to know that, but I'm here if you do. And if you want to have some exercises you can do at home that don't require any equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, here's and an if exercise you take some supplements, you should yeah. do this. People don't go that extra mile, but when they do... Oh. People, people notice. People don't realize the amount of like memory people have when people go out of their way just a little bit or give you a like a little bit more. My personal trainer, who I train with every day, five days a week, okay, okay, gives me two free sessions a month, okay. Every month he gives me That's two free so sessions smart. and he reminds me at the end of month when I have to pay him again, just want you to know that Monday and Tuesday are free as our little arrangement because I like you and I think you're a great client. Every single time That's he sends amazing. me that, I pay, I can show you, I get a WhatsApp message, I pay that, okay, it was about $1,500, I pay, bang, I pay it straight away. Okay, it's the first payment I make because it's a bill that comes through. He reminds me okay, of the great relationship we have. Also reminds me that he's offered me some free sessions. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I don't even know how many sessions I have and whatnot. <laughs> when, when that, I don't know, it's 22, 20, 15. I don't know because I travel sometimes. I just trust 
that he's keeping count. Yes, yeah? absolutely true. Yeah, there's, there's no. I don't sign every day I'm there. I just trust that he's keeping count. And I, I have nothing but good things to say about him. I recommend him to everybody. Okay, I ask other people to come and train with us sometimes. Okay, so they can get the same experience. And that's that. He's built a business on that by understanding people. Yet you exactly. get these other personal trainers that they're busy on social media, giving the old, you know, I've got mm -hmm. the olive skin and oh, I've got this and I've got that and look at how great I am and let me show you the way. It's like, who are you? I can't, totally I can't, true. I can't connect with that. You know what this is called? It's called the science of people, right? When people understand other people and human nature, it exponentially increases their, their, emotion, their, their business intelligence and their business like tenfold, right? But people don't think about things like that. They think about, okay, well, if this, if A goes to B and then B goes to C, it's like all of that is, it's, it's like not important. It's like minutia. It's noise. It's like the human connection and be, 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 like making people feel that they're special and making people feel that they matter and like building that like human connection. It's all EQ, but it, it basically shows on their bottom line at the end of the month and end of the year and end of their life, right? Because mm -hmm. all these things we're talking about is what what matters, right? I'm going to go to that trainer that gave me those two sessions every single free sessions every month and who made me feel like, you know, they gave me a little bit extra. They didn't nickel and dime me, right? I'm going to use that car wash, that 11-year-old boy, because like, yeah, he wasn't selling me on the car wash, but like he was going above and beyond with, with the neighbor and my friend. Like these little things are not like they're not lost and they're not forgotten. They're the most important, most important part of, of building a real business and and also a, a, a relationship at the same time. It's just you and I get it, which is great. Okay, and we're having a conversation and we we, we re recounting stories know, both. Know, like, I oh, well, I had this moment. I had that moment. Kid, yeah. Yes. But you know what? What blows my mind is that most people don't. Yes, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, I'll use personal training as another analogy. Most personal trainers are swimming against the tide. Mm -hmm. There's a very small minority of people that work out and a huge majority of really fat, overweight, obese people in this country and many other countries that don't do anything. Okay, and they look at the people that train every day as the weirdos rather than the ones that, you know, should be the weirdos are the ones that don't do any form of, you know, healthy living and all that kind of stuff. So when you look at it, they're, they're swimming, they're swimming against the tide because there's be so many more people should be working out, should be looking at their food and their diet and everything else. However, when you try and understand personal trainers, it's like it, it, as a business, as a business, what does Jackson say? His name's Jackson, my trainer. You're also capped at how many hours you have. You're he's making like, money by the by the hour. He's like, he put the prices up. He put my, he put his fees up. There'll be a message in there. Spence, your fees are going up. Um, the reason the fees are going up is that I gave you a special discount for a long period of time. These are my rates most people normally have. Would this be okay with you? Now, I cannot tell you right now, this minute, what those fees are. I haven't got a clue because I don't care. Because what matters to me is the value that's brought to me is far and above, okay, the transaction of money. Right. Okay. And so I'm getting way more from him. Now, he thinks he's selling me a service, but I'm getting way more from him. And when you look at so many people in business, it's like, why do you not get this? You know, just like people that are really obese. Mm -hmm. Why are you not getting this? What is it about this that you're not getting? And you say you have to handle people gently and carefully and you you know you have to you know you know approach it in different ways. And it's to me it's like you nobody looks in the mirror that's fat and goes looking good baby. <laughs> they don't. Nobody stands there naked in front of the mirror after getting out of the shower looking at themselves. Okay, because even people that are perfect look in the mirror and find faults. Yes. The people that have got the the, the the size, whatever it is, and the perfect this and the perfect that, that look to 99% of the world's population as absolutely bang on the money, are looking at themselves going, oh, yeah, but my skin's a bit loose here. We're more, we're people like that who are more healthy and more conscientious of that stuff are even more conscientious of that stuff than the people who are, are like, who are, who are basically, we're, most people in that health that you're talking about are striving for perfection versus people that you're talking about who are um who are overweight and or be like they're not looking that there's like there's something mentally that's that's stopping them that's the difference right people who are already like doing it all the time and like they're now looking at that like that 
0.01%. You go to the doctors and you're a smoker and you sit down with the doctor and he says to you, one more cigarette, sunshine, and you're going to get lung cancer. Most people, when that happens, stop immediately and never smoke again. Mm-hmm. It's like it just became life or death. Right. Health and weight and obesity and all that kind of stuff, it is life or death for some people. They go into diabetes and other situations. People need to be, and we, we, I think you're, people are so gentle about trying to understand how to deal with people that have these these. I'm not these too gentle, but I think that you're right. I think overall people, I think people are but gentle in business, to a point. In business, you have some people in your team that respond to the stick and you have some people that respond to the carrot. And you know who they are. You push their buttons, you know who they are. And some of them you're like, you lazy ass, come on, let's do some more. And they're like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do some more. Sorry, I let you down. And other ones are like, oh, no, don't be like that. And you're like, hey, if you do this, I'll do that for you. And they go, oh, really, you do that for me? I'm gonna work extra hard for that, yeah? You know who they are. As a, uh, as, as a society and as people in the personal training industry, they've gotta be able to understand how to get people to do the right thing. But that's about reading people. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about reading people. So wait, we're talking about two separate things, right? First part is if you want someone to do something for you, you have to be good at reading what, how, how did you, if you're using that stick or if you're using the carrot, cause you were saying, right. Because some people respond differently yeah, yeah. to both. But the first part of what you were saying was when people are, are, are obese and when they're overweight and then they are looking at the mirror, they, they can't possibly be thinking I look great, but it's not about that. It's about the, it's about, and I hate to say this because it would be like such a terrible, I, this is the cancel culture we're living in. People are lazy. People don't want to put in the work that it takes to get the results that they want. So they, they get upset. Like, don't be upset about the results you don't get by the, by the work you don't do, right? So people are looking at themselves or unhappy with what they have in front of them, but they don't want to do anything about it because they feel overwhelmed by it. They don't think it's daunting to them. or And sometimes plain and simply, they don't want to do it because they don't want to put in the effort and work. There are other people, if they were, if they're, if they're triggered by something like you were saying, a life threatening, you know, if they're going to, if they were going to die, if they were going to have that type of thing, that may only move the needle for a finite period of time. Think about drug addicts, forget about anything else. Think about drug addicts. People go in and out of rehab all the time. And they're, and they're like sometimes this close to like, basically like ODing and, and being gone. And yet they still end up, you know, they may be sober for maybe a month, two, maybe a year, two, five, but then something else like triggers and gets back. And then they, you know, they relapse, you know, like people's brains are all, like, it's all chemicals, right? Like we're all wired so differently. So it's all about like how that person's wired and what's going to move it for them. And a lot of times it's hard to it's, it's, it's hard to sustain something. So the question is, how do you sustain something? You can like, you can change for a finite period of time, but the question is, how do you change for a long period of time? How does that like, you know, like those drug addicts, how do they stay sober forever, right? They can stay sober for a finite period, even if they have life or if it's a life and death, death situation. Tell me about, because you're a doer. Okay. I am a you're, doer. you're known to be a doer. Do you get frustrated with people that aren't doers? Absolutely. Do you get frustrated where it makes your blood boil or, or, or do you just let it go? Um, I have a hard time with letting things go like that. It's very difficult because I am a doer. I believe in doing the work. I also believe that it was my evolution and it's like how, how I grew up, right? Like I didn't grow up uh, with, families with lo like a family that had lot like loads of money where I was given things and I was like I was I had like a silver spoon and, you know it wasn't the way I grew up and I'm thankful for it because the people I did see majority not uh, listen not all but some you know it it didn't it didn't do well it didn't it didn't help them later on in life right like I th I don't believe that ne necessarily your circumstances are necessarily what your what your future is going to be but I will say that if you work for things and you were and it builds character and it's momentum if you feel it's all about like having the self-confidence to feel like you can actually achieve something the only way to get that self-confidence for that is to actually do the work and to do the things that 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 are required as opposed to being handed like handed to you to me that never really helps anybody um so 
I've always been a doer because I had to, I had to. And so therefore I think it served me well. And that's because of that, I feel like I expect others around me to have that same mindset and mentality. And let's just talk about that for a second. That's quite interesting. When you recruit people to work in your business and over the years you've done that, how do you establish at interview stage whether they're a doer? It's a a gut. I can tell by, it's it's a gut feeling. I think that I also, I test people all the time. Okay. And by testing people with small, little small fractions, you can see how they're going to react to bigger things. So I never hire, I don't really usually hire people like out of the gate full time. That's not how I, I conduct my business. I usually give it, I give a pro, I do a project to project basis. I try a project. I try like a couple months of a, of a retainer if necessary, or I, I, nest, I, I usually do like a little tester before I, I dip my toe before I put my whole, until I dive into the water. Because in my experience, the majority of people are not, they're, they're, they're not doers. They're not people who want to work. They may want to work a little bit for a finite period of time, especially now we're living in a time where nobody wants to work. This has been like a, 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 like you must be looking at what's going on in the world. Nobody wants to do anything anymore. It's hard to find somebody in any industry and in every industry and everybody wants to work for themselves. So now you're working in an environment where everyone believes that they're the boss and that they can be a boss and that they're an entrepreneur. So there's no support staff. Like it's hard to find supporter roles in any, in any way. So you're, it's, it's making it doubly, triply, it's making it harder and harder to find a good team. Right. So then who does it serve if we think about this? Because if people all want to be entrepreneurs and you know, as well as I do, that most people make lousy entrepreneurs. Most people do. Okay, They don't want to be cogs in a wheel. They want to be the big cheese. They want to be the big, people don't know their place in life. It's like, they don't know their, they don't know their value. Like, you know what it is? I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example that everyone can understand. Okay. Listen to this example. It's like when you're a five, right. And you want to date a 10, right? Like, why would, why, like, why would someone like, why would, if you are somebody, if you're, if you're somebody who is legitimately a five or a six out of 10, why do you believe that you should be dating a 10 out of 10? But no one believes that they are a five or a 10. They all, everyone thinks that they're a 10 out of 10 too, right? So what happens is you have a lot of people in the world right now who are single, not getting no relationships, no marriages, no nothing, because everyone values themselves it, you know, are valuing themselves on this scale that is, that is like fiction. Hmm. Haven't you noticed that in life? You ask a guy who's five, two bald, you know, can barely like, you know, like who, who, who wants to date Giselle, you know what I mean? And he believes he can date Giselle. So then when you, when you say here, I have got this girl that they, you know, to set you up with or that girl or this girl, no one's good enough for them. So they, they, they're, they're picky. They don't want to do, they don't want to go with anybody. So they end up alone because they can never just like find, like they can't like, they, they, can't, they don't want to be honest with where they are in their, in their, in the system hierarchy people. Cause, and by the way, this is all very non PC, right? Like if you're going to put this on, on the, why do you care about being PC? It's not that I care. I'm just telling you in general, like a lot of times people come on podcasts or they do media or they do whatever, and they say things that are very cookie cutter and what they should say because they don't want to offend the masses because of can- of cancel culture. And so what happens is you have a lot of people going out there. Well, you're not, you're having sales reps going out to represent the people. You're not really talking for yourself. Nobody, nobody feels comfortable talking on their own behalf. So they have sales reps to represent them to say the taglines like we were talking about before we started this podcast. They say the media sound bites, they say what's what's acceptable, what's PC, what's appropriate. And they're not saying how they really feel, think, you know, how of anything. So you're having a bunch of people running around this world being completely like disingenuous but living under the guise that they're all being super genuine and being authentic when that's not the case. Versus if people just actually said what's on their mind and have dialogue and conversation, it would be so much, it would behoove everybody. Does that make any sense? A million percent. I, I, I completely agree with you. I can't, I can't live in a world myself, whatever that world may be, where people may be offended by what I say. 
And I, I said this the other day, Penelope Cruz describes this brilliantly. She says, if I am angry with you and I'm sat here right now with you and I start screaming obscenities to you in Spanish and you don't speak Spanish, you have no idea what I'm saying and you'll probably start laughing at me because I'm getting so wound up. If I speak to you in English and do the same thing, you'll understand what I mean. But it's you that puts meaning to the words. It's not me. And it's the same as anyone being offended. I can't offend you. How you decide to take what I say and how you decide to feel about what I say is how you'll react to it. 100%. But what's happening in, in, in today's day is that if you call somebody, you know, if you say somebody is overweight, it's offensive. I, 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 this is the okay. example. This happened. My my sister's a personal trainer. Okay. Okay. And she's like, I need to get some more clients spend. And she's quite a shy girl, doesn't do much on social. She's a, she's a, a what do you call it? A weightlifter. She's a one of these. Bodybuilder. Heavy. Uh, like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Body Strong as an ox. Yeah? yeah. And she's like, I need to get some more clients. So I'm like, well, let's have a look at your social content. I'm like, it, it, who are you talking to? No one's paying attention to it. It's just vanilla. I'm like, yeah, vanilla. I said, talk about what matters. And so she goes on vacation. She's in Mallorca, an island off the coast of Spain, literally last week. And she sat there with her two kids by the pool where loads of fat people shoving donuts down their throat at breakfast, loads of Coca-Cola. And she wrote a post. I feel ashamed to be English. This is, and she basically recounts what yeah, she says, yeah. you know, like I was telling you, I'm sat here with my kids at the pool. Okay. My, my daughter's asking me why the men have the same boobies as me. <laughs> okay. And yeah. stuff like this. And she was doing it from a point of illustrating the problem, but from a position of care. Okay. And she wrote, I, uh, the reason I talk about this is that I care. People need to be aware of the, the problems they're causing themselves. Okay. This shouldn't be the way. Oh, man, the backlash. Bear in mind, she's got like 600 followers. It's not like she's got a big right, audience. Right, right, right. The backlash was outrageous. And I stepped in and I'm like, no, 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 no. So I went on to the comments and, and I responded to the comments myself, okay, because she was she went into meltdown. She's like, I can't believe people would say stuff about me like this. No, that's not what I meant. What do I do? Mad panic and all that kind of stuff. You know what's so disturbing about what you're saying to me is that I would bet you 99% of the people who saw that post agree with her. But there's something about that post because it's now we're, we're living in a time again where God forbid we, we speak it out loud. God forbid we actually, you know, say out loud that we think it. So what I find happens all the time on my podcast and or in general in conversation in life, right? When the camera is on and when you have people around you, people... Like I, I keep on going back to this whole thing about they have their sales rep. It's very proper. It's appropriate. They'll say what they have to say. That's, that makes the majority masses feel comfortable, right? But those are the shitty conversations, right? The real conversations that I end up having and that where I'm actually connecting to somebody is when this is off, the microphone's off, the lights are off, and we're actually talking and bonding because the truth is most people know what's what. You know what I mean? We know if a guy's a 10 out of 10 or a girl's a 10 out of 10 or a girl's a five out of 10, right? We know if that, we know if, you know, this is bullshit that that person got canceled because of this or that. Majority of us kind of get, get it, right? You have a small infraction of people who don't, but they make the biggest noise, which is ruining it for everybody else. So you're not even able to connect with people because they're so afraid of, like we said, like your, your sister who has 600 followers you know, like I would imagine most of them actually agree with your sister, but when one person can ruin it for everybody because they holler and hoot and holler and da 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 da, and now everyone's feeling bad and guilty that they feel a certain way or think a certain way, or if like or, or if they don't chime in on the on the appropriate side, then that will that means something about them. So like we're all we're all operating in this like you know this like alternate reality of what's really going on. It's so upsetting and it's so frustrating. How do you solve it? I think you solve it by like basically doing this, like just having real conversations and like not giving a shit who you're offending. And like, you know, chips will fall where they may, but like you basically like water gravitate, like, you know, you or water finds its level and people gravitate to what they're, you know, to what they're comfortable with. And you can't please everybody all the time. It's just impossible. If you want to be, if you want to be somebody who, who, 
is vanilla and pleases everybody all the time, guess what? You're going to be vanilla. You have to, if you have a point of mind, if you have a, if you have a point of view, if you have an opinion, say it. And you may, you may piss off even 90% of the people, but the 10% who like have your back and understand those are your tribe. And that is your, that is your person and people anyway. So what do you care? Like, I just don't understand why people care so, so much. I know there's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of sponsors at stake. I mean, I'm in a situation where I have a podcast. I have this, I have that. I've got a lot of different like uh, companies that I, I, I'm involved with. But at the end of the day, what are you going to compromise and jeopardize? Are you going to compromise like your own authenticity for 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 your dollar? I mean, you, yeah, I guess you're going to, I you do. I mean, there's a whole thing. How about anti-Semitism right now? Well, let's talk about that then. Because uh, obviously, Ye, I think, is he's now called, or Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye West. Has just West. literally had all of his sponsors have gone, They've all gone, fuck you. Yeah, well, because listen, the truth of my, I'm Jewish, first of all. I don't know what he said, and so I don't remember. He's very anti-Semitic. I personally don't even think... Uh, if I, if it was me, by the way, I was supposed to, he was supposed to be on my podcast on Friday and he didn't show up. Um, but that's ne neither here nor there. But I actually am not even a hundred percent convinced that he's even anti-Semitic. I really believe he's very mentally ill and he's off his meds and he's like speaking completely out of turn, which a lot, a lot of times which happens when people are mentally ill, that they, they don't know what they're doing. And I think someone like him who is, um, probably has a big ego, I would imagine, never, never met the guy. But I think what happens with him is opposed to like knowing that he made a mistake and saying, you know, I fucked up, I made a mistake, I apologize for what I said. I didn't really mean it like that, right? He doubled down and then tripled down and, and went all in. So like, instead of just like cleaning up a little mess, he just exacerbated it by going all in more, 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 more. And then that, that's when he like ruins. And, and now that's when he, all this, you know, all the companies had to, because you have to. Now, like I said, I'm Jewish. I, I don't see it. Like I, I would, I would have liked to have a dialogue with him. I would have liked to like hear it, it even in his craziness, like, because right now he doesn't even make sense. It's so like, how are people being offended when someone's so crazy and cuckoo? But I believe that like it was, it's a situation where he was just so, he's so mentally ill that he basically just like doubled down on what it was as opposed to just apologizing. He fucked up his life now. He literally ruined every single relationship. Plus he's got a lot of Jewish people he deals with in business. He went to Skechers, who's owned by Jewish people, who which is what company he wanted to work with. I mean, that's just being stupid. There's a fine line between being, you know, honest and being just purely stupid and hateful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's like a different thing altogether. Like what I'm saying is like let's be honest here, you know, like you're overweight, you should lose 25, you know, 50 pounds. Like that should not be offensive if it's actually accurate. When you're saying shit about Jewish people, that is completely like it, that that is completely disgusting and also that that to me is what, what, what that part, what I don't like, besides it being just disgusting in the sense of just what it is, it's also irresponsible. Because if you're somebody who has 20 million followers, do you know there's only 15 million Jewish people in the entire world? So if you have 20 million followers, just think about what that, what, what that can do, right? Is there only 15 million Jews? Yes. I never knew that. Yes, you can Google it. I, sure, think, sure. I think it's only like 15 million Jewish people. So my point is that like you are being extremely irresponsible and and you're talking to people who don't have the the right education to understand what you're talking about. They're not schooled on the, the evolution and the history of the Jewish people. So therefore, they'll listen to you because they don't know any better. So to me, that is being stupid and irresponsible. And that is why he should have been canceled. Not because he actually even is an anti-Semitic, not for any other reason, but because what his hate and vitriol is doing, like that is trickling. Like people after what he did went onto the 405 pathway here in LA and was like, you know, putting up signs about like Jew haters and oh, really? kill Jews. Yeah. To me, and that's dangerous. People are like, this is my community now. I'm going to get really worked up here because people are like being abused and beaten and things are happening all around the world to Jewish people because of idiots and people who are so irresponsible who are just like on social media saying a bunch of bullshit that they don't, they don't even know. They're like completely uneducated themselves, but they heard a tidbit from somebody else that they 
who, who said something, who said it from some other influencer. And now all of a sudden you have all these influencers who are impacting millions of people and there's nothing like you can do about it. Right. Because you got, it, it, you, you it's got like a, wildfire. It just grows. You got a strong opinion on this. Yeah, I do. For obvious reasons. Do you mind if I challenge you? Go ahead. You can challenge Would me. that be okay? Go ahead. What's your opinion of then? Because you're really strong about how, how the negativity towards Jewish people exists. I live in the Middle East, in Dubai. Oh, I know. I, I thought about that and as so, I'm talking, believe and me. And so, so we have obviously Palestine and a, a lot of Palestinians that, that have been displaced through no fault of their own. And in fact, it's the British's fault, all of this, if you go back <laughs> in history, um, because because of who gave the territory yes, to yes, who. So true. actually, right, right. It, it's on us, um, or, or my forefathers. How, when you see that kind of stuff in the news, how does it make you feel? First of all, I, I this is what. First of all, I'm going to ask you a question before we even start this. What is your opinion of Jewish people? And be honest to, with me, because so, you said yourself, you live in Dubai, you're in the Middle East. Yeah. You see, you 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 started it by saying about the Palestinians that how they've been displaced. That's how you started this part. Yeah. So, what is your opinion? So, I think there's a difference between this is only my opinion, all right? Okay. So, this this is not anything apart from that. So, I believe there's the there's a difference between Jewish and Israelis. Okay, so mm -hmm. I think that there's Jewish people that live all over the world. Okay, various you know forms of, of of Jewish people, whether they're Orthodox or whether they're all of the other types, and then there's Israel. And what I what I don't like about what's happening in Israel myself, okay, is how this territory has been created, okay, and people can't live peacefully. And I don't I don't get, I mean, and I don't get like with I don't get Ukraine and and Russia. I don't get why people can't sort shit out around a table why it has to end up in something as barbaric and inhumane as guns, weapons, war, um, violence, uh, oppression, when, you know, it doesn't matter what color skin you've got, it doesn't matter what religion you've got. I mean, I said something about religion earlier on today when I was talking to Bo, I'm like, how come, how come um, we have to accept religious people as having their religious beliefs and we should leave them be, but a religious person can't accept an atheist as an atheist and leave him be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, you're a Christian, fine, okay, be a Christian, right. but I'm an atheist. How, well, you don't, you, don't, you don't believe in God or Allah or whatever it might be. But I, I just don't get, you know, and this is propaganda led by by you. And again, you don't know what's going on in Israel and Palestine uh, here in the USA any more in detail than I do. You'd have to be in the front line to know what's really going on. The story that's being told of Ukraine and Russia is not what's actually going on on the front line. My wife's from Uzbekistan. Russian news is completely different to American and Western mm -hmm. news. Okay, The stories are completely different and both are absolutely right. You know, how dare the West and the Americans do this? How dare the Russians do this? You know, everyone's right. In Israel, how dare the Palestinians? In Palestine, how dare the Israelis? Everybody's right. But I just don't get why it has to be gun-toting, violence-inducing, problem-solving. I don't, I don't get that. I understand that. what you're saying. So let me tell you. So... Have you read, uh, there's a book that you should read. It's called, uh, it's by a woman named Noah Tishby. And it's about the whole history of Israel. Um, I don't know if you want to read it, if you're interested in reading this book. Let me tell you a couple of things. So I don't know if, I'm also Israeli. I don't know if you knew that. Nope. No, not fully. My mom's Israeli. So I have a lot of Israeli ties. Um, I have people in Israel who actually live there who tell me what's going on. Now, listen, that, that's... My... I think Gal Gadot is the hottest woman on the planet, Okay, the well, there you go. She's Israeli. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Apart from my lovely wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the second hottest. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, I was going to say that it's, it's not so much it's who's running Palestine, right? There's a lot of things that the Israelis have done to try to help the Palestinians. I mean, I'm not a, po a politician. I'm not someone that's going to be... I don't feel comfortable speaking out of turn because I don't know the ins and outs and details. But a lot of times what like they're, they 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 put things on the media like you know the Jewish uh, Israelis bombed Palestinian, they killed three people. They don't real but they don't they don't they're not reporting that that was in defense of what the bombs that came on the other side when they killed 20 people and what Israel tried to do to protect and 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 help the people on the Palestinian side, but um, has 
what Hezbollah, Hezbollah yeah. is not allowing it. So it's not so much as like, it's like a lot of things are now propaganded against the Jewish people and against Israel from my perspective, from what I see and from what I hear there are people who are living there. Now you're right. Am I biased? 100%. You would be. That's natural. That's natural. 100%. But I also know like if people are talking out of turn, like, like you said, we don't know everything by, re by watching CNN or watching Fox, right? Everything has a, a slant and it, we don't, we don't know. But what I, what I do know to be the case is a lot of people are speaking out of turn without having the facts, without having the education, without knowing. So before you go out there and hate a group of people, do your homework and learn before you just like spew vitriol and hate. That is my point. Okay. One question before we finish. You've got a podcast. It's really successful. <laughs> now, let's talk about my podcast. Yes. <laughs> we need to change the subject because yes. we could go into a rabbit hole I know, uh, I know, uh, I know, about I know. this kind of stuff. But you, how long have you had your podcast? Three years, like you. Okay, so like me, how many episodes have you done? Uh, similar to you, like 210. Oh, really? Yeah. Like oh, about, yeah. How mad is that? Like, that's crazy. Like similar, exactly almost the same as you, actually. Okay. How important... For, for, for the people that are watching and listening to this, how important was your podcast for your business? Um, it was it was super helpful. Okay, well, this is what I would say. Um, I would say that it has opened up a lot of doors for me that were unintentional. I didn't start the podcast to necessarily meet these people. This podcast I have now was supposed to be a TV show that was bought by NBC. So it was, and it was called something completely different. It was called Game Changers, where I was going to, into people's homes and I was going through, like, I was like, it was kind of like the Cribs, but for entrepreneurs where, you know how there's a show called Cribs on MTV yeah. many years and they look in the fridge and see what the food is, what they're eating. It was similar. It was like, but it was kind of one of these things where it was like a 24 hour, like the day in the life of somebody and going through all their habits, what they do, the rituals, what they do from day and night. And the show got stuck in like development hell. And I was just like, it was just becoming so monotonous and stupid where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let someone else t tell me what my destiny is. I'm not going to sit there for, it was going, this was happening for like a year and a half and they couldn't decide on this, couldn't decide on that. There was so much red tape. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to turn this into a podcast. That's how this whole podcast thing even happened. Called it Habits and Hustle. And it just became a very big part, integra integral part of my business only because I only invite guests on who I'm genuinely very interested in and I'm curious about. So for me, when you're curious, it breeds, you know, it breeds communication and connection, right? And so because of that, it's like, it's basically developed into lots of different like business verticals or not verticals, but like business opportunities that I never otherwise even thought would have had, right? But to me, I think everything you do in life is uh, a dot, right? And they, and you connect the dots as you go, right? Like if I would have had the TV show and not the podcast and not had as much control, you know, it would have had other experiences that would have sprung off different things, but because I'm in control of the podcast, I'm in control of exactly who we get. I'm in control of when we do it, how we do it, how long it is, you know, it gives me much more freedom to create relate like true relationships and in areas that I'm genuinely want to be involved with. Right. And so it's helped my business for that reason. But more than that, like I just, like you, what you said in the beginning of when I first met you, I genuinely just like, I'm very interested in people. I love hearing about people. I'm very curious. I ask a lot of questions just naturally, like even if you were on my podcast or if you were like at the grocery store at Ralph's, like I just want to know everything from like the smallest detail to like the grandiose, you know, it's just... I like, and I also, I do like the minutia, like the minutia of, of things. So I don't know if that answered your question, mm, but does. that's what it is. This conversation has been one that's bounced around between a few different areas. And to me, that's an organic conversation rather than one that's had a, yes. had a structure to it. And if I look at a lot of the content that you produce, Keanu Reeves comes up in conversation near, nearly every <laughs> single time. It's kind of the starting point. Oh, everyone asks. Everyone asks me, about the, well, first of all, because I did a TED talk that went viral and it was a story that I talked about Keanu Reeves. So since then, people are always asking me about that. Um, and it was a story also about like 
being bold and putting yourself out there, which is really what I talk about. And like, at the end of the day, anything I've ever had in my life, and I said this to you at the beginning of this podcast in the middle, is that I went after it. I like worked for it. I like, I, I chased it. I didn't wait. I didn't sit around and wait for someone to hand me anything ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how much money I've made or not made or whatever it is for me, I, I get off on that challenge. You're, 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 all of your nonverbals, all of your nonverbals are very action driven. I can, I can really, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, a hundred percent. My, I own a company called Make It Happen. Oh, all right, I love and, that. Okay. and 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 because I just, I'm, I'm fed up with people talking about stuff and not actually doing stuff. It's right, like you take the action exactly. And so, and sitting with you and having the conversation with you, it it, it pours out of you in your nonverbal communication that that you are a doer, and it's just like you know, if you take action, you'll get results. If you do something ten times, you'll end up getting a result out of it. One hundred percent. It starts. So you know, my early days in sales was you know, hundred cold calls a day and it was like go find a hundred no's i was like what go find a hundred no's the second day go find a hundred no's i was like what and then the third day it was go get one yes and 99 no's and he was teaching me go look for rejection go look for rejection and go and get loads of rejection because Absolutely. It, you're gonna get it so you might as well get used to it and so and that was that was what it was teaching me as a 19 year old kid that knew jack shit about anything at the time but i then never had rejection issues i was never fearful of the phone i was never fearful of knocking on the door i was never fearful of going out there and putting myself out out there right exactly and that wasn't that that was a skill that i'd been taught subconsciously but i'd been taught that skill and i think if we could teach everybody that skill which you preach in many ways the same way a lot of people would have much better outcomes than they have right hallelujah now. hallelujah spencer i totally agree that's exactly what my my entire philosophy and what i stand on every every day of my life and having like things that keep you on point and on track to be productive because it's very easy to like lose sight of a lot. Like sometimes like it's tiring to be a doer. It's super tiring to be an action oriented person all the time. So sometimes in my opinion, you need to put yourself in a situation to win over and over again. So that's why habits is super important to me. Rituals are really important because it keeps me on point and in line to go conquer versus just, you know, sit on my couch and eat bonbons. (laughs) <laughs> you know so and on that note yeah hey jennifer thanks so much for coming to join you. us today do you like to be called jennifer or jen oh i don't care Whatever. you don't mind just don't call me steve but anything else <laughs> i'll answer to but it's been great having you on the show so i really appreciate your time thank you